0: Hey, everybody. Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 195 and 297. 195 is from June 27th, 1996. It's a Tuesday night show with guest Tori Amos and Dr. John making his second appearance. Love Line 297 is from November 18th, 1996. It's a Monday night show. Guest Heather Graham and Ron Livingston from Swingers. To explain this up top, there are gaps in the archive, and we were going to have to jump from June 96 all the way until February ninety-seven. We're going to insert some alternate fan recordings in between instead of skipping over some content because the audio might not be up to our standard of a release or because the episode might be incomplete. would be unfair to the listener. A lot of these moments in these partial episodes we have lead to stories, discussion, references that would continue till the end of the Adam Carolla era in 2005 and some that still continue to this day to the Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood era in 2014. So we're going to provide about a dozen Incomplete or complete fan recordings When they're incomplete we will double them up as so uh, When they're complete we will release them in full And most of the dates are certain uh, A few of them have rough dates We'll discuss them when we get to them It was better to do this than to leave them unknown forever So on episode 195 with Tori Amos The songs played were The Donut Song and the Hey Jupiter Which is a version And then Love Song live in studio Adam opens the show with Dr. John returning for a second appearance of the Adam Carolla era, and this partial recording opens right as Tori enters the studio. You can tell it's going to be an interesting show right away. Tori goes in-depth on her life and seems to really like Adam. So far, this is Tori's first known episode of the Adam Carolla era, but her first known appearance on Loveline is well before that, uh, September 8th, 1992. Dr. Drew and Poor Man Tori tells the caller how to make peace with her past and it's very powerful she's unlike any other guest on Loveline and Adam Coerces caller Nichelle, to sing with Tori live on air Tori expertly fades back and lets the caller's vocals shine it's a really cool move on her part it's indicative of what kind of person she is it's great that we can finally release this partial recording I only wish we had the whole thing Perhaps someday we will. If we ever recover it, we will release it in this feed. And for the second partial, it's uh, 297. We had it dated as November 18, 1996, a Monday night show, mainly because of a news story breaking in the media that Dr. Drew references. Thank you, Dr. Drew. And some references to the upcoming holidays. We know it's before Thanksgiving. So we have the week right, and we probably have the day right. We think this is a Monday night show. Uh, it's Adam's second night back on air and third night back. He says he feels better. And they play the Jennifer Grey drop, You're My Stern But Groovy master. master. Master indicating that she was on episode 296 on November 17th, 1996. Uh, She will return in 1997, at least one time, and it seems Adam must be fresh from an out-of-town trip and or illness. Uh, Jennifer Grey, Fergie from the Blackhead Peas and Wild Orchid, Natasha Henstridge and Victoria Silvestead are the women who guested on Love Line and seem to have an attraction towards Adam and uh, a genuine chemistry. Adam says Jennifer was really digging him for the first hour until he started getting him depth on his talcum powder and his shorts regimen, and even comments Dr. Drew for trying to pull the bro move and then steer him off course adam digs into arnold schwarzenegger doing comedies implying a jingle all the way asking ann if she can book him on loveline and she replies he's turned it down a thousand times adam explains the premise of swingers and talks about its success ron has three other known appearances on classic Loveline: uh 1999 2003 and 2004 this is heather's only known appearance and i don't know if we'll find any more adam goes in depth in the movie straight talk with ron and talks to heather about her work in drugstore cowboy and then he references vcr plus the 1996 equivalent to a TiVo. This is the infamous Boogie Night show. Uh, towards the end of the episode, Heather Graham tells Adam uh, about her work in her upcoming film, Boogie Nights, with Mark Wahlberg and Burt Reynolds. And as he tells it, he goes on an epic rant Telling her she needs to get a new agent, she needs to focus on her career, is a huge mistake, and then of course that movie goes on to be his favorite film of 1997. Once again, better than nothing, as per usual, both of these were recorded in 1996, so some of the medical advice is going to be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and Podcast podcast1.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo, and get it on.
1: The following program is a podcast 1.com production.
0: Oh,
2: not sure. Thank
3: you. Sherry, 13.
4: Hi. Hey. Um, actually, my question's for Tori.
3: Oh, well, that is good timing because Tori is just uh, blown into the studio like a sweet breeze.
5: Hello. Hello.
3: I already started softening up the guests.
4: You notice that?
5: <laughs> What's your name? My name? Yes. Sherry. Hi, Sherry.
4: Hi. How's it going? It's going fine. Thank you. Um, I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, The question was, was there any special significance to playing a cover of Smells Like Teen Spirit on the album Crucify?
5: Um, When I heard it, I was in Sweden and the song had just come out. Um, I remember watching it on this I don't know what it was, some uh, new rock show in Sweden and I'd never heard of this band. And I saw it amongst other things that were kind of, I don't know, made me giggle because You just had to figure that, "Mm, I don't know, these guys really wish they were Kiss and weren't. And then I saw Nirvana, and I said, oh, my God, this is the real thing. And um, the piano kind of looked at me sideways and just said, you know what, we have to do this. You have to put some high heels on me, Tori, and let me have some fun.
3: I had my VCR talk to me once. (laughs) Feed (laughs) me pornography, please. (laughs) Sherry? Yes? Is that a satisfactory answer for you?
4: Yes, thank
5: you very much. All right. All right, bye.
3: All right, now let's talk about Tori and how much uh, how much her fans love her. Did you did you see them on the way in, Tori?
5: Yeah, we had uh, we had highs and hugs.
3: Did you sign anything? Yeah, because they all brought junk to sign. You did the uh, Tonight Show tonight?
5: We did the Tonight Show.
3: Is that on tonight?
5: Mm-hmm.
3: And you'll be on, uh, they brought out some crappy guests, and then they put the musical guests on later on like they normally they do? They
5: always bring the musical guests on, and they never let the musical guests talk.
3: They didn't let wow. you talk?
5: Hardly wow. ever. They never let any of the musical guests talk. It's like a thing. Yes. Yeah. Well, all these guys, it's, it's pretty much the same now in all of television, where the, they don't let the musicians talk.
3: Well, you let your piano do your Not talking. Tonight.
5: <laughs> That's well, the beauty
3: of this show. You don't have to do anything; just talk. Yeah. We don't ask you to Let's play see. anything. Oh, that would have been cool. We should have done. Would you have played?
5: Well, you couldn't get the boozy in here. What's the boozy? That's my piano.
3: Is that the name of it?
5: Yeah, the Boosendorf. Mm-hmm. It's a Boosendorf. Oh, okay. So okay, okay that
3: was okay, like okay. boozy, like sure. you know, guys name their penis, and you name your piano.
5: No, she's just her, <gasps> and she's nine foot one.
3: And does uh, she so have a, a special connection to your piano?
5: Right? Always have.
3: Now, what if something happened to that particular piano? I,
5: Whoever, I'd slit their throat.
3: Uh, all right, but let's just say a, a gang <laughs> of uh, crazed uh, terrorists came in and blew up the piano. I'd find them. All right, you'd find them and kill them. But here's the question. Would you be able to just go out and buy another piano? No. Well, what would you do?
5: Sh- sh- it would never be the same. I'd find a piano, but it's not the same.
3: So you just have to, like, take a job at Circle K and call the career?
5: I'd find another instrument, but it's like, to be honest with you, pianos were, I talked to them as a little girl growing up. I grew up in a real religious home, very, very Christian. Mm -hmm. And the pianos, that's where I went, made my friends with the pianos. So these particular ones are handmade. It takes five years to make one, because the wood sits out um, and gets the weather for four years. And then they get handmade, every part of them, the Busendorfer. So every person that works on them, part of their soul. Some of the guys that work on it have pulled me aside and said, you know, when I lost my daughter, that's in this piano. When my wife left me and fell in love with a friend of mine, that's in this piano. When I cheated on her, that's in this piano. It's all in this piano. And truly, truly, with... The Busendorffers, you feel their life, but each one is different depending on who's working on them.
3: And you don't, you can't just play Cassio, though.
5: Well, I can just play... And if I'm honest with you,
3: yeah.
5: none of the others are like the Busendorffers, because they're not handmade like that. Yeah, cause Some you, uh, of the Steinways are, but not all the others come off the assembly line. In my album cover, I torched a piano. And I torched a real piano, it came off assembly line, but I did it to release those demons of getting your hands slapped with rulers as a kid and all that kind of, you know, your, your, shame.
3: your dad was a uh, preacher, right? Yep. Now, he didn't come over and smack you for talking to the piano?
5: It w- it wasn't about he knew. He didn't know that I talked to them.
2: So you didn't move your lips?
5: Mm, not when he was around. <laughs>
3: Right, you, are you you ready to help us out with some uh, phone calls? I'd love to. Oh, yeah. good. Uh, you got a call there, uh, Doctor John. Jerry, twenty. You're on Love Line with Tori Amos. Hi.
6: Um, first of all, Tori, I love you. You're one of the one of my favorites. And um, one question is: Are you planning anything for Sacramento anytime soon?
5: Oh, we're coming to Sacramento. I think. What, Johnny? Two weeks. Two weeks. I'm getting the date, the 10th of July. We'll oh, be in cool. Sacramento, so...
7: Well, we it, look forward to seeing you up here.
3: And let me just butt in and tell uh, Johnny that uh, we're all over the country, so if you can uh, talk to uh, producer Ann maybe during the commercial and figure out some of the dates of the cities that we're on in, we can, uh, we'd be more than obliged to uh, plug those cities for you.
6: Okay, cool. Um, and the next one is for you, Adam. Yeah. Um, I've got an ex of mine, mm-hmm. and she keeps kind of intruding into my present relationship. My girlfriend right now was very close friends with her for a while and she kind of started mothering both of us
7: uh-huh.
6: kind of asking her like, "Well, can you help me get him back and stuff like that and she calls me every other day.
3: She, uh, Hold on, she's asking your current girlfriend if she can help her get you back. Uh huh. Okay, that's lovely.
6: Yeah, yeah. I know. Um, they mm-hmm. basically ended their friendship, but I have a roommate and she'll call at the most wonderful times of day. 7 a.m. in the morning, Mm -hmm. uh,
3: 1130 at night. Your ex? At my house. Right.
6: I've talked to my roommate about changing the phone number, and he says, that's not an option. And I'm just wondering, I've asked her basically to leave me alone for a while and try to push her away for a while, and it's just not working.
3: All right. Here's my take on the whole uh, obsessed stalker girlfriend, ex-girlfriend thing, or boyfriend, or just a crazy Tori Amos fan. God forbid I should get some ex girlfriend stalking me for a change. It is a, it is a certain form of flattery, but I suppose it would get uh, tiresome after a while, Jerry. Here's the deal. You have to treat them like a little potted plant. You must give them no water, no sunshine, and eventually th- their leaves are going to fall off and they're going to die. But you cannot give them anything. You can't grab the phone and start yelling at her because that's something. She needs something. She wants a response when she calls. And as long as she just keeps getting hung up on or your phone machine or, or, or nothing to go off of, eventually she will tire and move on to her next victim. She's going to see something shiny, be distracted, and move on. Now, you're going to have to sort of bite the bullet for a while, but you can't crack and grab the phone after two weeks and start cursing her out and get into a big teary-eyed argument with her.
6: There is one more thing with this. She goes to my church.
3: All right. Convert. We're moving on. Nothing wrong with Judaism. Absolutely, best religion there is. What do you do? You eat and lie around. That's what the that's what Judaism's about. That's what all the holidays are. Don't use anything. Just eat and uh, hang out. Great religion. Eight days worth of Christmas. They got it down. Everyone loves the family. Yeah.
5: And chase yeah.
3: Yeah, I love mm. the shiksas. Yeah, well, I know about that. <laughs> I'm not Jewish myself, but I'll still chase a shiksa well, every yeah, once I'm in a, a while.
5: I'm a Been one, babe.
3: Are you? You single now? Are you? No. 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 My anything beyond the piano? Are you cheating on the piano at all? I mean, you got a man.
5: I have a man and a piano. Really? There's room for both.
3: Jeez, I got a roommate and a refrigerator. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling kind of slighted here. Dakota, eighteen. You're on Loveline with Tori Amos. How are you? Hm? Good.
8: I was just wondering uh, How could I explain to my parents that I smoke marijuana on a regular basis? How regular? Ah, uh, try to every day.
2: How long have you been doing this?
8: Uh, about a year and a half.
2: Okay, and the reason to tell your parents?
8: Um, I value their opinion, and I'd like to be honest with them. I don't live at home anymore, and I think they know. what I'd like to tell them.
2: What do you think the reaction is going to be?
8: Mm. I don't know. I don't. I would hope that it's not a reaction where they would think, you know, that if I tell them I'm doing that, they would assume I'm doing, you know, like crystal and other kinds of drugs, which I'm not.
3: Mm-hmm. Are, are, do they smoke marijuana? oh uh, no. Have they ever?
8: Um, I think possibly. My father drinks.
2: Uh huh. Well, I would not hit them with this. Well, I'm not so sure why you're considering talking to them. What do you want to come clean I mean, I with? Think
8: this? They know, and I and I'd rather just be honest. You know, I I mean it's my, I don't live at home anymore, so I feel like we can communicate on an adult level.
2: Well, it sounds like it's a part of your life, and you want them to try to accept it. Um, that
8: I don't. I just would. I just would, you know, like them to know and not think that, you know, there's some just a burnout and all the other stereotypes they get put on pot smokers.
3: You don't yeah. think they're going to think you're burnout when you tell them you smoke pot every day?
8: I, I would hope not, but...
3: All right, D- yeah. D- Dakota, listen. There, there's certain... Like, that's his real name. All right, here's the deal. I don't, come on, what is your real name?
8: Dakota. Yeah, okay, Dakota.
3: I'm uh, Cheyenne. <laughs> I want you to meet the Flagstaff and uh, Phoenix over here to my right. Uh, listen, please. Here's the deal. There's certain things, uh, there's certain times when the truth is good, but it's not an across-the-board thing. Like, I think, uh, for instance, if you have a new partner or a new love- lover, you shouldn't tell them about every single person you've been with or every bizarre uh, sexual position you've been been in. It may not be truthful, but it's probably helpful. And and this is another instance when the truth is not for all. They don't need to hear this, Dakota.
8: Yeah, but I I think that they're sooner or later going to approach me about it, and I'd rather, you know...
3: Well, why don't you see if you can cut down a little bit, and that way when they approach you, you won't have to lie so much.
8: I don't, I mean, I don't think that it's anything to be ashamed of.
3: Well, you don't want to, it's not something to beat your chest and crow about either. I mean, you're hooked on a drug, Dakota. It may not be as bad a drug as some, but it's certainly a drug, and you're certainly hooked on it. Uh
8: huh. Okay. I I don't think so.
3: All right, you're stoned now, aren't you, Dakota?
8: No, I'm not. Come on. Actually, I'm not. That's one of the reasons why I called.
3: All right. Well, we should talk fast before you guys
2: get stoned. This is more about your issue about using pot. He's gone. That's it? That's it. <laughs> no, I think think it's it totally, no, it's totally about his issue. About right. He's accepting it rather than Right. All right. A lot parents. of people do this.
3: People do this with their sexual proclivity. Like, hey, I'm lesbian. I got to announce it at Thanksgiving and give right. grandma a heart attack. Right. Or, hey, I'm in recovery. I got to go yell at people because this guy's having a slice of rum cake, and I got to jump down his throat because uh, of what alcohol did to my life. You know, these people, they, there's this sort of like reverse righteousness or something. It's a problem. You had, you had trouble with alcoholism, or you're declaring yourself lesbian or gay or whatever it is, that's your business. Do not toss uh, the sandbags on the family. they got enough to worry about. And we'll be back with more Hey. Yeah. 1 800 LOVE 191 is the phone number. 310 854 4455 is the fax number. We're here with uh, Dr. John, who's sitting in quite nicely. Thank you for Dr. Drew, who we don't miss at all, do we, John? Not at all.
2: When does he come back?
3: What do you care? You're doing fine. Drew's
2: a good friend of mine.
3: Is he? He Yes, I've known Drew since fourth grade. Oh, you got it. Oh, you didn't go to that same pussy school he went to, did did. you? I did.
2: And I work there, and my kids go there. Oh. It's a great school. Can we talk about
3: that? All I know is, and and, sorry, Tori, for uh, excluding here, but Dr. Drew, who's normally in here, somebody, he's in Mexico now, so of course Dr. John, a friend of his is sitting in for him. Somebody faxed in from the school Drew's senior portrait.
2: Oh, that's scary. Yeah. Oh.
3: I mean, he looked uh, he looked like a Johnny Winter. That's I mean, he had, like, <sighs> hair down to here and a big-ass sweater on, and, and like, like he had lapels like, uh, like um, uh, Dan Tanna. Remember you see the old Vegas series, the huge lapels? Drew. Drew was a very popular guy. Oh, yeah. very, very popular. popular. Most... He student body president. I know, but, you know, I, I questioned him a little on that whole thing. And it's I was basic... the vice president. Oh, you were? Yeah. So Big if some... deal, huh? God forbid something happened to him, oh, you no. would have to take over? Absolutely. <laughs> you feel like Ford when uh, Nixon got ousted? Was that Ford that Thank came you. in? All right, well, anyway, forget about politics. We got Tori Amos here. Hi, Tori. Hello, Adam. We have a song off of the uh, Boys for Pele album, or CD, that we're going to play. But first, let's talk a little about the uh, Boys for Pele. Isn't uh, Pele some sort of uh, sacrificial
5: god? Goddess, Adam. Oh, goddess. Pele? Pele. That's a girl name? She was around before the uh, footballer. Oh, really? Yeah. I think so. soccer baller Pele guy. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And and what is the story behind uh, this goddess, Pele?
5: She's been around thousands of years, I think. And uh, she's in Hawaii. Um, She's a volcano goddess, goddess of fire. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to find my own fire, not through the men in my life, which I'd done all my life. And uh, I began that journey and wrote this album. So what the title really means is what the men in my life, um, whether they meant to or not, Mm -hmm. they brought me to my fire, to me finding it for myself.
3: You, the men in your life, meaning everyone from dad to grandpa to a current relationship? To Bobby, the
5: five-year-old boy who threw a hammer at my butt and... Bre- yeah, all that.
3: When you were five, I hope, or...
5: When I was five.
3: Oh, okay. Well, at least it didn't... I thought it was an on-stage thing. You know, the guys get out of hand sometimes, and... Well, you don't really have a mosh pit. I need a god for some inspiration. Is there some god of, uh, napping and masturbating that I could...
5: I'm sure there is, Adam. Maybe he's <laughs> called Adam. <laughs>
3: Wow, Uh, I never thought about that. The God. God. Okay, anyway. Uh, We have a song. Where did I do it? What did I do with the CD? Now, this is, uh, the song is uh, Hey Jupiter, the Dakota version.
5: Yes, so there's an EP coming out in about three weeks, and this is a re-recorded version of Hey Jupiter, very different from the album.
3: All right, but do we have the one you want?
5: This is the one. This is the Dakota version.
3: All right. Well, here it goes. Hey, Jupiter, the Dakota version, off of Boys for Pele, off of Tori Amos's latest CD. And, uh, Tori, we are talking a little bit uh, during the song about uh, your dedicated fans, and I have a little fan story. Uh, I was saying that uh, I was at uh, K-Rock in Los Angeles when you came in there about a year and a half, maybe two years ago, to uh, do the morning show. Over there, and one of your fans, and, and every time you go somewhere, there's a bunch of people waiting for you to show up, which would kind of cool and kind of a pain in the ass all at the same time, but we won't examine that. Someone gave you a nice bouquet, I believe. I'm sure it happens all the time. You brought it up. You probably had enough of these bouquets, and it was sitting around, and I wandered in and I said, Hey, can I have those? And you went,
5: Did Oh, you okay.
3: Really? Yeah. And you gave me this bouquet of flowers.
5: Well, I hope N- you liked it.
3: No, I sniffed them. <laughs> I sniffed them all the way home. But my girlfriend at the time was a uh, big Tori Amos fan. So I had this bouquet of flowers. Now I had a dilemma. Was I going to just give her this bouquet of flowers and say, Hey, here you go. It's 9.30 in the morning. It's a Tuesday. I've never bought flowers before in my life. But here, I just thought, you know, just because. Or was I going to go, guess where these flowers came from? So like an idiot, because I know she'd see right through me, I said... Here's some flowers, and she went like, "Whoa, wow! That's oh, this is beautiful. This is amazing." Tori Amos gave them to me, and she was she threw them back at me and got pissed off.
5: And it's my guts now.
3: No, no, nothing to do with you. But it shows how the the female mind works. And I hate to lump you all into one big group, but she wanted the flowers from me, and when I told her I got them from you, even though she's a big fan of yours,
5: well, of course, it didn't I work mean, for how, her. So how long were you with her?
3: Another, like, like four minutes?
5: No. How long were you with her before all that? Oh, I
3: thought, uh, about like a year. And, and
5: you never got her flowers?
3: You know, I wasn't making a lot of money at the time. I know,
5: but can I just say something? Guys, you listeners out there, you know, when you think a rose doesn't mean much, I don't care what a feminist she is, I don't care. Sometimes nothing you can say... I sound like a bloody FTD commercial, but sometimes nothing you can say says it better. I'm serious. It's like, you know, right, and don't guys- bring peanuts or, you know, flagellation. Bring something well, Wait a minute.
3: the flagellation no, comes with no. the package. Let me
5: let me discuss. <laughs> I know all about it. It's like, guys, come on. It's so unromantic. All right,
3: but where am I supposed to leave the flagellants?
5: Outside, somewhere. Just not in the kitchen and not in the bedroom. I mean, please.
3: Uh, sorry, we've we've discussed this. No, many girls a time. will
5: agree with me. There's just a level of being romantic. Yeah,
3: but here's what I want to say about the whole farting thing. <sighs> it comes at a point in the relationship when the guy feels comfortable and committed enough to break wind in front of his lady. You see, so even though to you it just sounds like a noise, to him it's like on. I love you. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It's a smell. I know, but
5: why can't you say I love you? So excuse me. I mean, look, if it happens once in a while, that's one thing. You know, you can kind of go. God, he's cute, but you know every day.
3: Right. Okay, that's my problem. See, and the thing is, too, During lo-
5: every time out during the game? The whole, it's like that's how you have to root. Root, 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 root. Toot, toot, toot. No. Then, you,
3: then you get an old cover flap thing at night. No. Yeah. And, and ladies, I know we're, we're running late for a commercial, but here is my, my uh, PSA I'd like to give out to all the ladies. The first time the guy farts, you, you go ballistic on the guy, because if you chuckle, the next time he farts, it's gonna be on your head.
5: No, but I, can I say something um, to the ladies? What? Just yes. don't give him any for two days, and he'll stop doing it. Two days, that's all? Two days is all you guys need. Wow.
3: That's not you playing that guitar lick, is it? No. Tori Amos is our guest tonight. She has a CD out called Boys for Pele. She's going to be at the Greek Theater here in Los Angeles Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That would be this weekend. So if you're out here, and is it all sold out already?
5: I think there's a room Sunday.
3: Oh, Sunday. All right. Mm-hmm. So um, still time to get those tickets. So uh, get in line and do what you got to do. Uh, phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310 854 44.55. And, um, Tori, I was just looking at you when he handed me something. I noticed you got stuff written on your hand. Yeah. What is that?
5: These are my lyrics. These are my notes, because I forget stuff. So I write everything on my hand.
3: Uh huh. And.
5: Because I don't lose it.
3: I got a notepad I can lend you.
5: No, but I lose it. I don't lose this.
3: Your hand? What well, about if you're.
5: Oh, let's not go there.
3: (laughs) All right, but the lyrics to new songs that that haven't been No, no, no,
5: the ones I'm doing every night, Adam. Oh, so you're playing and looking at your hand? Yes. Really? Well, it's better than playing and looking somewhere else. I'm a piano player. That's the closest thing I've got to my eyeballs.
3: Can I read your hand? Oh... (laughs) Alright, uh, I, I don't know what that first word is. Pocket Pro. Pocket Pro. Sornet.
5: Sometimes I breathe. Switch. Swim. Swim S- switch No. <laughs> you got it wrong, switch. We got all this wrong. Flatulence and flagellation. Oh, yeah, Whipping yeah.
3: right, right. We... So
5: what am I, farting a dead horse?
3: <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh, we'll 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 backtrack a little here. Before we went to the break, we went out talking about farting because anything that that, that starts with an F to me sounds like <laughs> someone is trying to say the word fart. And Tori said flagellance. Like yeah, flogging. I'm, like the act like of flogging whipping. someone. I'm a like,
5: Christian.
3: Right, right. right. So you know all about the whipping. Oh. See, that's why I want to go to the Judaism, by the way. They don't know about <laughs> the whipping over there. They do eating, not flogging over there. But she was basically saying flogging and I thought she said flatulence. Which, but I
5: went with you. Yeah, you were right there. Very well.
3: God bless you. All right. We got more calls lined up here?
4: Got
3: it. Tony, fourteen, you're on love line with Tori Amos.
4: Yeah. Um, when I was on a school trip, and we were on the bus to Springfield, and I did stuff with two different girls, and the next day at school, they were getting made fun of, and everybody was calling them whores. So they turned it around said so that, like, I made them do everything, and they went to the social worker at our school.
3: Hey, hey Tony, let me butt in. Yeah. We got this call... About three weeks to a month ago, as I recall, and it was a girl calling, I believe. Do you know anything about that?
4: No, what she said.
3: She said you were an idiot. (laughs) Now, I don't remember what she said about you, but she said she was on a school bus. She fooled around with some guy, and uh, that was basically her question. I just want to know if you were that guy.
4: Probably, like... The two girls, like, they would talk to each other about it and stuff. And
3: All right. How did you them. fool, uh, Tony, how did you fool around with two separate women on a bus?
4: Well, we were in the back of the bus, and I had my friends watching out and stuff. And so that if the teachers were coming back, they'd, like, not us, and we'd stop. And then when they'd go back, we'd, like, do stuff. then. And...
3: But was it two at the same time? No. Did did one know about the other?
4: Yeah, like, I was doing stuff with this one girl, and then she went back and told her friend to go, come back by where I was. Mm-hmm. And she went back there, and then the next day, they went to the social worker, and the social worker told the principal, and I got suspended.
3: Uh-huh, and they told your parents and everything? Yeah. And did they lie?
4: Yeah, they said that I made them do it, and they didn't get in any trouble.
3: And how old were they?
4: Um, my age. They were in my grade. I don't know how so old So they
3: were 14, too? Yeah,
4: they should be.
3: Okay, and you're saying they willingly uh, participated in your touchy-grabby-feely-bussy thing?
4: Definitely.
3: Okay, and, and you're the one who got suspended?
4: Yeah.
3: Well, that's the way it works here in society, Tony. I mean, in, in a way, they participated, but in a way, the guy's usually the aggressor and, and, and is, is seen as the uh, sort of uh, promoter of this sort of thing, and you're the one who's going to get into trouble doesn't mean they didn't have some part in it but uh, usually the guy had a larger part in it
4: like I, like before we even did anything they talked to my friends and like told my friends like what they wanted to do and everything and like
3: okay so Tony, you are you feel like you got the shaft
4: yeah
3: all right but is your is your good name been cleared
4: no not really I can't uh, my parents uh they pulled me out of that school
3: mm-hmm
4: so I can't go there, and I've been going there since I was in kindergarten. Uh-huh. And I can't like go there anymore.
2: All right. Well, Doctor John, what do you think, Tony? What's uh, how does this affect you now at this time?
4: I just feel that like the way that it got around and stuff, yeah. it, the stories just totally got changed, and what some people think happened didn't. It was nowhere near like.
9: Some
2: lady, well, Tony. Let me say something. I think you, I think you made a poor choice, and I think you, you have to pay for it at this time. And it's a bummer, and I think it's something you just got to get over with.
3: But uh, you just so you're telling them to move on, to move on. So crampy exactly. advice. Thank you. All right, Tori.
5: Yes.
3: Never uh, get it on in a bus. No.
5: No. No, I'm not a bus girl.
3: How about a van? No. Truck.
5: What kind of truck? Step side. Four
3: wheel drive. Four wheel? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? In the bed or, or in like in the cab? I'm
5: not going to go into all those details <laughs> with you, Adam. But I will say it was a truck, and it was mine. Really? Yes.
3: You got a gun,
8: right? But then?
5: I was a consenting adult. adult, and I didn't deny what I wanted to. Um, let's say have transpire with this wonderful man Mm -hmm. and we were together you
3: knew the guy you just picked him up hitchhiking
5: oh adam (laughs) please i know these you have guys have these fantasies but i'm i i'm really into having a partner i always have Uh i've always wanted a partner i've never been into just having a guy for a few nights or no i'm not into that i know some women are Mm -hmm. and i know some men are but i'm not i do think tony though has a strange issue here because i do think that in truth um he should write the editor of the paper in his town yes the girls came back but i think you should say that you didn't molest them because if they're saying that you did molest them, this is serious, you know, because some people really do get molested and really do get raped. And so when people use this as like I don't know revenge or a game it isn't a game believe me it is not a game and so Tony I think you have a responsibility to yourself and to the truth to own up to your part in it but also to own up to what really happened and you can write to the editor of your paper in your town I don't know where you live but you really need to do this and you need to make sure it gets published I mean if you this is how you can make peace with yourself
3: and uh, clear your, well, we won't call it good well, name, but decent name.
5: Stand by, well, whatever the truth is, if you have, if you really want to make peace with yourself, tell the truth.
3: Good advice. Michelle, 15, you're on Loveline with Dr. John and Tori Amos.
9: Um, this is for Tori.
5: Hi,
9: Michelle. Hi, it's Michelle, actually, with an N. Oh, that's
5: different. Michelle, what's that? What is where does that? Is, what's the derivative?
9: I, it's... I'm not sure. Uh, my mom just came up with it. They were going to name me Michelle, but...
3: They went with Michelle. Yeah. Parents smoke up. a lot of grass? <laughs>
9: <laughs> it's spelled different. It's N-I-S-H instead of C-H. Oh,
3: okay. All right.
9: Um, I just wanted to know that um, I, I sing, and I love to sing, and I have a feeling that I can go really far with it. That
3: do, do you know any Tori Amos songs? Oh, God, all of them. Okay, do do a little. Oh, no,
5: Adam, oh, don't please. put her on the spot. Well,
3: if she wants to sing, she's got to learn to perform.
5: Michelle, um, you don't have to. But if you want to... Don't it's... let him coerce you, Michelle. if you don't want to. I'd love to sing. Okay, then do it. What do
9: you want me to sing?
5: It's your choice.
9: Um, I don't know.
3: I'm, <laughs> I'm going to break out in a kung fu fight, and if someone doesn't start singing in about two minutes... <laughs>
9: um, I don't know what you'd want me
3: to sing. Well, give her a song, Tori. She's a big fan of yours.
9: I don't know any about voice for voice for Pele because I just got the tape.
5: We'll, we'll give some okay. Off so what about signing all these years?
9: Okay. Um Excuse me, but can I be a fool? Uh, do, uh, oh man, I forgot the.
3: To... You're going, go girl, go scat if you don't know the don't know the lyrics.
9: Man, man I forgot the words.
5: I'll sing it with you. All right, yeah, do it. Do it with me, okay? Okay. We'll do your key. Okay. Excuse me, but can I be here for a while? My dog won't bite if you're serious
9: still. I got the antichrist in the kitchen yelling at me again. Yeah, I can hear that. I'm saved again by the garbage truck. I got something to say, you know, but nothing comes. Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up.
5: But I can't. Okay, I'm done. Michelle. <laughs> wow. Jesus. So what are you doing the next three days? You come to the Greek. Do you need? Do you, I don't know. Do you have any tests that you need me to go take? Where do you live?
9: I live in uh, Portland, Oregon, near Portland.
3: You uh, you a thin white chick?
9: Huh? Oh, piss off, well, Adam. Wait him. a
3: minute. Wait a minute. I got a plan going here. Now, relax. I, I know, because touring is a grind. you said it yourself. <laughs> There's no reason why you have to show up for every show. That's right. And it's not like you're doing Leno where they're pulling in good. tight. This Greek theater is a big place. That's right. We'll
5: give her a red wig.
3: The people are sitting hair. a million miles away. Do you away. have red hair? Yeah,
9: I just, oh. well, I, I have, I had dark, like, brunette, but I tried to dye a blonde and it turned orange.
3: Good. That'll work.
5: Well, let me ask you, you were going to ask a question about you yeah. about singing, so. Um,
9: I just, I don't play, like, I really want to go far i mean i just found out i could sing when i was in eighth grade and that was you know a few years ago and i just i just wanted to know I, i'm taking piano lessons and i don't i don't like them i don't feel a connection with it
5: and you know? it's not right when you have a voice like that there's so many great singers that don't play an instrument the thing is you find people limited. huh
9: i feel just kind of limited.
5: Well. But there are a lot of people out there. Janice Joplin didn't play an instrument. I mean, there are a lot of great
3: uh, Fred, singers. Fred Schneider from the B-52s. I don't believe he plays anything.
5: Michael Stipe doesn't play an instrument. You know, there are a lot of wonderful <laughs> singers. Peter Gabriel doesn't really play. And um, you just need to trust that beautiful instrument that you have. All you, right. You really have a beautiful instrument. Your voice is your instrument. Well, I
9: just... I mean, I'm in choir in the school and everything, and I just... I don't...
3: Mich- I- Michelle.
5: Yeah.
3: You have a beautiful instrument, damn it. No, yeah. no, no. Find some
5: find some people, Mich- Michelle, that have their I just don't know where to start. Well find people that have an instrument, whether it's a guitar or a piano or an organ or whatever, or drums like you have your instrument, whether you get a band together or just open yourself up but yeah. keep singing.
3: All right. What do you want her, to get out there and, and start yeah, taking fans away from you?
5: I don't, she sounds great. Huh? I'm getting old. Right. Come on, Michelle. there's should, room, baby. You
3: should be squelching the dreams no, of Adam, people like this. Absolutely. It this
5: doesn't is, work like that. If some
3: guy called in and said, hey, I'm a real funny uh, talk show host, I would tell him to kill himself no, immediately. But that's
5: ba- no, it's it's bad karma. All right.
6: Kick it! I want to love you. Love line, I'll be right back.
3: Blinds galore. They got a memorial sale. It's uh, coming up. the Memorial Day sale. Everything up to 50% off. Everything you need. Uh, free samples, by the way. They'll ship them out so they'll, you'll be ready to shop. It starts Thursday, May 22nd, and we use these guys. You guys should use these guys, especially when it's a kajillion degrees outside like it is now. You take the blinds, you shut them. The room's like 25 degrees cooler because the sun is not, not only is it not coming in and Turn into place into a convection oven. It's not beating the crap out of the upholstery and the carpet and bleaching out. The dog. Nothing worse, by the way. Upholstery and people that get sunblasted. It's a horrible, horrible look. You go to Blinds Galore. They really are Blinds Galore. They take care of everything you need. And uh, you go to BlindsGalore.com. You make sure you let them know I sent you. That's BlindsGalore.com.
2: My name is Paul
10: Shirley. And I am Justin Halpern.
2: Together, we do a podcast called Short Corner.
10: It is a podcast about the NBA, but it's not the same as every boring podcast you hear about
11: the NBA. Paul, you played in the NBA.
2: Yeah, three different teams in the NBA, a lot of teams everywhere else. And Justin is a comedy writer. That may not seem like a logical pairing, but together we make magic about the NBA.
10: So come listen to us. Uh, Find us at podcastone.com backslash corner, and let us make love to your ears.
3: Well, he's back with Tori Amos, and we will be back again in 10 seconds.
6: This is Love Line on Radio Station. We're listening to Love Lines on 107.1 The Planet. WPGU Urbana Champaign.
3: Well, alrighty then. then. Uh, phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Faxes like this one that Tori got and took a, a particular liking to.
5: You might find this interesting, Dr. John, too. So we've just gotten this fax. And she says, when I like a guy, I get it bad. The whole obsession thing took up a lot of my time and even caused the loss of friends and made me lose track of my priorities is there any way to get over this guy i've tried almost everything and he is definitely not interested and i'm obsessed
3: so i guess she's never had a relationship with him or she got she had one and got over it or broke up
5: i don't know it says i've been obsessed with a certain guy for almost a year Obsessed means i don't think you've been
3: right that means no sex I think it's tragic. It all breaks down into
2: sex and no sex for me. But what do you yeah. think, John? You, you deal with this stuff. I think it's tragic when someone becomes that obsessed and that, yeah. that focused on someone that it becomes their whole their whole life. And uh, I think it's very difficult to get, to get out of something like that. Um, it really involves talking with, with loved ones, with um, sometimes professionals about it to try to break the obsessive pattern. Um, but it, it is a pattern, and uh, I, th- I think it's uh, again a real tragic thing. It's sure. not an easy thing to Tori, have you, you was, ever yeah. been, besides it's me, you've been obsessed with someone else?
5: Believe it or not. Really? This... <laughs> there was, actually I was, and you know what? It's strange because it wasn't, you, you know, I, it wasn't years and years and years ago, and uh, it was more recent in the last couple, and it took me... I had to deal with the fact why didn't I think enough of myself that I would want to be with somebody that I thought enough of me like well, do I like him what about the fact that um, I want to be respected I want to be in a relationship where it's, it's works both ways or I'd rather be alone
3: it seems to me that this always comes back to a self-esteem thing like if you're feeling really strong And you're feeling empowered and you're feeling real good about yourself, then you can fall in love or you can be infatuated. But when you hear the answer is no, then you can move on. It, it can be painful, but you still will move on. I don't know many real, um, strong, uh, together people that get into an obsessive pattern thing. And I, I don't mean to uh, cast any dispersions on you, Tori, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I mean, when, you, when things are going great and you're feeling real good about yourself, you don't get into the whole obsessive thing.
5: Well, but...
2: It, what? There, One what? thing about the obsession, though, it, it takes care of the loss. I mean, people aren't grieving. <coughs> They're still focusing on the person. Right. And so the grief is very difficult for these people. So it's, it's, it's a way of putting off right. the grief. And a lot or of, denying it. And, but
5: you know. a lot of times I really think, I can only speak for me, but when I looked at it, I felt like if I could turn this person around who was rejecting me, then I was almost fixing something, maybe in the past, maybe growing up, I don't know but I was attracted it's true it was the men it's this is an interesting one there could be men throwing flowers at my feet for a time and the one that would spit on me is the one that I would say I have to get him to understand I'm okay
3: I I would be the guy by the way picked up the flowers and gave them to my girlfriend
5: (laughs) (laughs) fair enough but you know this isn't as you know Dr. John if we're honest it's not a little thing if you have those feelings it comes from a really deep place of being hurt from somewhere and a lot of times i think you're trying to fix that hurt and that's what i was doing with this guy anyway he could have been to be honest with you he could have been anybody at that time and as i and you might laugh at this but this is where pele came in because i was so hurt i fled to hawaii And I really started to feel this energy of the volcano, to find your own flame, to find your own fire, not through somebody. And as I started to understand, and I don't know, I guess, kind of be kinder to myself and give myself a little credit. Mm -hmm. Then I started to say, hang on a minute. You know, I don't, I like myself. And it's a strange thing to to kind of, this sounds so mamby-pamby. But be your own margarita, buddy. Be your own friend. And um, I haven't spoken to this guy in a while. And don't have any desire to, really. He doesn't even interest me.
3: But if he showed up right now, you'd you'd crumble. I would not. Absolutely. Come on. You would get all weird and start sweating.
5: In truth, Adam, I'm over it.
3: I went to uh, Honolulu once, but I just hung out in strip bars the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't looking
5: Fl- <laughs> What were you doing? Flatulating.
3: <laughs> a bouncer kicked my ass for that. All right, now, Tori's got to go because she has to run home and see herself on TV, and I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me. If I, if I was, oh, Adam, If I was, if I was doing a freaking infomercial on 1115, <laughs> I'd be out of here. But... Well, we're going to play another song while Tori is leaving. And before we say goodbye, uh, the song will come after the goodbyes. But I would be remiss in my job if I did not ask you about the whole pig suckling thing. Now, I realize you've probably answered this question several thousand times. But the kids, they want to know because I saw the big sunset, uh, big billboard up on sunset, that is. What is behind that? Have you told the story a thousand times?
5: This is my Madonna and child shot. Uh Uh-huh. So, instead of a Christmas card. Real pig? Of course it's a real pig.
3: How did you... Uh, trained pig? Stunt pig? Or just a regular... It was
5: four days old. I don't know anything that's trained at four days.
3: But it's really suckling there, isn't it?
5: Yes, Adam. It's re- That's what that's there for. That's well, what that does.
3: I thought you could take a picture that suggests suckling, but I didn't know there's actual well, suckling Well, if you're gonna going to take
5: on. a picture that suggests, why aren't you doing it? I mean, this picture is about... Um exposing that which is hidden. Which is you you'll understand no, right, non kosher, if you will. <laughs> I'm not Jewish. I just like <laughs> to talk about I don't it. believe you, Adam. Uh, so you didn't there's have... something in your grandmother you don't know about.
3: You didn't I think it was my grandpa, but that was a long time ago. You didn't have to put any peanut butter on your boob or anything, it just went right for it. <laughs>
5: You know, pigs are different than guys. They don't need peanut butter on the boob.
3: <laughs> oh, then they're the same. All right, Tori, well, we thank you for coming in and being uh, such a breath of fresh air here in this <laughs> dark, dank Loveline studio. You were a good time. Thank you for that classy effect, Engineer I, yeah, Mike. Yeah, I
5: haven't heard that in a while. Thank you well, for let that. let you
3: pop another one off there, Engineer Mike. <laughs> <laughs> All right, very good. Fantastic. That's why he gets the big bucks. Tori, thank you for coming in. <laughs> I think he actually did that one. Uh, she has a CD called Boys for Pele. You should go out and get it. Still time to get a uh, tickets for the Sunday appearance at the Greek. She will be there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Much luck to you, Tori, and uh, come and visit us again anytime.
5: Okay. Bye, thank- Adam. Bye, Dr. Bye-bye. Thank
3: you very much, right. and this song is called The Donut Song. Never. Song by Tori Amos off of Boys for Pele. I like that, Tori. She was something. Yeah, I she's really got her. a. Very a,
2: down to earth and uh, knowledgeable.
3: Down to earth, yet um, out in outer space at the same time. Yeah. A rare mixture. Thank you for finally coming up with that fart effect, Engineer Mike. <laughs> All right. I'm going to cut your hands off. All right. John,
2: you ready to roll? I'm ready. Let's go.
5: Can I? Oh, I just.
2: Sorry.
10: Down.
11: Everybody, don't forget our friends at GoToMeeting. That's right. If you need to have a meeting, get your peers or your collaborators together, you can do so with GoToMeeting with HD Faces by Citrix. Powerfully simple way to meet online from anywhere, anytime. We love GoToMeeting. I use GoToMeeting for any meetings I'm having where I can't get everybody together or where people are in different parts of the country or the city, whatever. Why get together? You don't have to. You can actually have your high-definition, real-time video conference all the while throwing up and working out one another's documents. That's really the most cool part of the whole thing. So you can start GoToMeeting. Sign up for GoToMeeting from your computer or mobile device. Launch your first meeting in seconds. You'll be able to share the screen to collaborate on projects in real time. Turn your webcams. Turn on your webcams to see each other's face-to-face. Start your free 30-day trial of GoToMeeting today. Visit GoToMeeting.com today and click the Try It Free button. Use the promo code LOVELINE that is go to meeting.com promo code Loveline. meeting is believing back in full force love line is
12: meant for an adult audience Loveline, line may contain action intrigue exotica, or even sexually oriented content come on, baby. listener discretion advised now here's
13: Loveline. in this corner adam carolla and in this corner dr All righty. uh
3: huh Phone number 1-800-LVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Corolla. That is the good doctor. Dr. Drury is a board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist. How are you, doctor? I'm all right. Okay. How are you? I couldn't be better.
11: Really? You've been back... This is your second day back? Yes. And I'm... Well... Okay.
3: Well, it's really my first day back. Oh, really? Well, I got in last night. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, it's your second night back on the air, all right.
11: Yes. Yeah. I feel
3: strong. Do you? I'm ready to uh, recapture the throne.
9: You're my stern but groovy master,
10: Adam. <sighs> oh,
3: shit. I love that Jennifer Gray.
11: I'm telling you, I could have had her. Oh, please. I could have bagged my first celebrity. Actually, there was a little something there until the talc syndrome hit. You were sitting here, were you yeah, not? Yeah, there was a little something, and then she found out about the talc. She was here
3: for a full hour, and yep. she was digging
11: my scene I, for the uh, first hour.
3: She far. really she was, was into me. You was... don't know where her big toe was, Drew. Oh, You're sitting break. way over there. But then I brought up the uh, talking, the genitalia. I hear she was done.
11: I know, and I was trying to impress how, how, her. How India could she have been, given that that set the scale of spinning?
9: My stern but groovy master. She,
11: she may be a very a very shallow person, Drew. Who do we have tonight?
3: We have Heather Graham and Ron Livingston from the movie Swingers. Right. Yeah. I, I hear a lot of good stuff about that film. I hear yeah. a lot of good yeah. things about it too, but I have to take everyone's word for it because I've not uh, seen me it either. Well, Drew, you 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 still haven't seen. Um, uh, last movie I saw <laughs> was Woody
11: Allen's Sleeper.
3: <laughs> that was the last movie I saw. Uh, I was I was going to say, uh, oh, what the hell. I was trying to think of that Charlton Heston movie where he played Moses. Was that Moses? Uh, I saw <laughs> Earthquake. You saw Earthquake. You saw Airport 64. That was the last movie Drew's ever seen. Anyway, Swingers is this uh, sort of hip comedy that everyone is just uh, buzzing about. You know, once in a while, movies come along, and uh, they're... They, you know, they get a buzz around them, and uh, right now it's just a big, you know, the usual Hollywood uh, blockbuster crap with uh, Schwarzenegger, who uh, we all know how I feel about him doing comedy. Thank God he's back where he belongs doing comedy. The reason I can talk this way about Arnold is because I'm, I, I can say with uh, all confidence that he's never coming on this show, although he is kind of a media whore. Well... You might see him. If he finds out we're syndicated. He may want to make his way onto the show. But uh, the point is, is uh, the buzz is real good about Swingers. Everyone oh, he has. Yeah, producer Ann says he said no to us a thousand times. All right. Well, he's a he's a tremendous. Uh, he's you know what he is. Wow. He's gifted. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So anyway, they'll be in here in just a second. We'll talk about Swingers. And good. Um, if Drew and I weren't working every night of the week, we'd go see him. In the meantime, yes. You want to get to a call? Yes, please. What's up with you?
11: Uh, Nothing. A little tired, but How are right. the kids
3: doing? They vomit on anyone? Good.
11: No, nobody's sick right now. They're a little bit wild in the last couple of days, a matter of fact. Uh, but I'm, uh, you know what's the problem with me right now is I, it, we're approaching the holidays. Right. And as the holidays come, uh, through about January 5th, people get sick. It is the most bizarre thing. Really? I mean, and it, there is no pattern to the illnesses that people get. I I never have more critically ill patients than around this time of year. So I'm kind of preoccupied with that. I've had to go in after shows. I don't know if you're aware, the last couple of nights I've had to go in at one in the morning. And it's just been very stressful.
3: Now, well, what is up with that? What is uh, People say the it's, just, it,
11: it's an emotional stress of, of the approaching holidays. and. You know, dealing with families and mood disorder problems that well, result in the substances. But I, I, I find that it's you know it's old people who are sitting at home and aren't worrying about the holiday, they not not even aware it's a holiday. And they're they're what's so emotional about watching football and getting loaded on
3: eggnog anyway? To me, it's a relief this holiday. You get to eat.
11: Is your sister coming back this holiday?
3: I don't know. She's what, in what Germany. If she what if she comes? They have by? a holiday that they call it the Crystal Knock. They they walk up and down the streets and break the windows of the Jewish stores. That's and nice. Yeah. So I don't know if they have Thanksgiving over there, but we'll. I'll talk to her next time I see her. Charles, 19, you're on Loveline.
1: Hello, yes. Hey. Um, I have a problem. Um, About two weeks ago, um, I flew out to Denver to meet a friend that I had met on the Internet. And um, she's 23, I'm 19, and um, I knew that I had feelings for her before I flew out there.
11: Had you been speaking to her on the telephone?
1: Um, I had spoken to her a couple of times on the. T- but
11: most of the interaction had been on the internet. Right. Uh, right. You know, nothing amazes me more than the feelings that people evolve in these these computer relationships, where there really aren't even two human beings interacting. It's just two imaginary people and what they write. You know, it, it's just it's just shocking. I, I, I it's interesting. I, I went on the internet uh, sort of, one of these chat room things where they had me f- photographed in real time and, and people were talking to me and. And it was really interesting how people didn 't have the usual boundaries and sort of social kinds of interactions they were just they went right to these sort of core emotional experiences and were spilling their guts about things and uh, it was very unusual it doesn 't have the usual boundaries to it but in the same sense it what, there aren 't very realistic relationships you develop in that setting
3: no, but in a way, I would think it would be sort of um I mean, eventually your bubble gets burst in a relationship. Well, eventually the, the two
11: people have to be involved. They have to be human beings, in all, and all the shortcomings that humans bring with them are, are eventually uh, brought to bear in the Right, so this way you can string along the fantasy side of it. It of is it. pure fantasy. It, it is something you've concocted in your brain. All right, but let's not damn Charles just yet. I, I, I. Charles?
1: Yes. All right, I, so what happened? So you happened? went visitor. So, so I, I mean... There was three months that I didn't talk to her, and then when we got to back together on the Internet and started talking again, we immediately exchanged phone numbers and addresses. And like I said, I think that I had feelings for her then. But when I flew out there, it just all of my fantasies came true because mm. she was absolutely perfect. I mm-hmm.
11: mean, Really? Was,
1: um, well, how
11: long was, did you spend with her?
1: Um, I spent five days with her.
11: Uh-huh.
1: And, and I mean...
3: And what was perfect?
1: Everything. What? I mean, she before, wasn't
3: she wasn't grotesquely overweight, and Charles no, is basically calling her perfect. Not
1: by any means, but physical didn't matter. I mean, I think that she's beautiful physically, but it didn't have a factor in my mind.
3: All right, so you had a wonderful time in Denver,
1: right? But see, the problem is, is she's going into the army because she's twenty three. She had to drop out of college, and that's her priority in life is going back to college. And I completely support. Why did she have
11: to drop? Why did she have to drop out of college?
1: Well, because she had to pay for it herself, and she had to work full-time and go to school full-time, and then she got sick. With what? Um, I'm not sure exactly what it was. She had mono in high school, and she said that she didn't really get over that entirely. Okay, chronic
11: fatigue syndrome. People right. that have chronic fatigue syndrome often are not as perfect as they appear. I don't want to disparage uh, anyone with that syndrome because there's many different manifestations of it, but it, it is often part of a characterologic pathology.
1: Right, right, but I mean, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to take all of her all of her problems. And
11: when she goes in the army, you know what
3: she's going to have
11: real fatigue syndrome. Chronic fatigue syndrome. Right, uh huh. Where's cute. the hi hat, Engineer Mike? Um, but he's ready. Charles wants to take on all of her problems. You, kinda, you can't. Well,
1: I don't necessarily want to take all of, on all of her problems. I want to. I want to be there for
11: her. You, you catch and, this?
3: Yeah. All right, Charles. Let's talk about you for just a hot second. Okay. Uh what's up with you and your social life and the way you feel about yourself that you have to sort of put all your eggs into one helmet
1: well, I don't have I don't see any problems with my social life I mean, I'm a first year college student I've, I have a, a semi-active of social life outside of school I have friends uh-huh. here
3: uh-huh. there, um, there seems to be a, a tinge of uh, desperateness to your voice
1: well, there is in a way why yeah. is that? I mean, I've, I've why is that? Because I love her so
3: much. No, 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 no. no, no. Let's, get, let's go before that. Before how, how was the relationship scene before uh, you started stalking women on the computer? <laughs> it
11: was pretty- All right, would you pretty, shut up pretty with that, your mind pretty, pretty bleak, Charles. Where that, do that, I make another pun, please? That would not be considered a good social life. Bleak. That's not the word so I use. I said use. bleak? Bleak. Pretty yeah, bleak. Yeah, I, I was guessing yeah. he was not the bell of the ball.
1: Yeah.
11: And, and what what kind of family system you brought up in? Um, I was in a single
1: family with my mother. Yeah. I had one older sister. Where was dad? Excuse me? Where was dad? Um, he lived about 200 miles away. Well, I saw him probably three or four times a year.
11: What was his deal?
1: Um,
11: what do you mean? That's, I'm just leaving that wide open. What was okay. his deal? What was he, he just, like?
1: He's a cool guy. I get along with him really well.
11: All right. All right.
3: So, Charles, we don't want to spend too much time on you because, as you know, we don't really care. Okay. But let me, oh, so come on. It's true. Oh, able. you're here for the paycheck. Oh, for Christ's sake. Here's the situation. Drew and I are both getting this vibe that you're putting a little too much energy into this and a little too much emotion into this. I understand you met someone. I understand you like them. I understand you met them, and you still have feelings for them, but it sounds like they're in a bit of a uh, transitory phase. She's enlisting in
11: the army, for Christ's sake. Could you be less accessible? And she's chronically ill with the vague illness that you're not quite clear what it is and And has been dropping out of her mainstream sort of, you know, her her direction suddenly changed drastically.
3: Right, and meanwhile, you're just running along behind her uh,
11: like the guy behind the parade who uh, cleans up the uh, camel crap, and it and it's you know it's codependency for lack of a better word. And I a couple books to recommend: "The Codependent No More," or a book by Masterson called "Search for the Real Se- for the Yeah Search right. for the Real Self." No one's listening, Drew. Well, maybe Charles. Is. Charles. Yes. So your big question is: Should you
3: wait until she gets out of the army, or should you go uh, to Fort Bragg with her, or what do you
1: want to know? No, I, I I know that I won't go with her because I know my priority is school. Also, but I have a feeling that she also has feelings for me. I mean, there were there were
3: uh, definite, w- there were definite signals. What did you I, do in that five days where you, that you were with her? Anything physical go on? I I didn't I didn't have sex with her. I
1: I did sleep with her.
3: But you didn't have sex with her? No. Did you grab a boob?
1: I uh, Maybe inadvertently. We, uh-huh. we, we yeah. held each other. Uh-huh. Was
3: it her boob? <laughs> All right. Now now, where's the hi-hat? My engineer, Mike. All right. <laughs> All
11: right. I'm done with Charles. We, we are bad. we We've said what we have to say, Charles. I mean, we can't change Charles' life. Charles... Charles Angie, needs baby. To, Charles needs, a re, yeah, needs to really look at how he conducts himself in a relationship because this is a, this is a recipe for trouble. There's not a whole lot going on here. It, well, Charles, stay where on.
3: you are, stay in school, study yes, hard.
11: Right. Uh,
3: get, get yourself in some kind of clubs and, and get yourself involved with uh, co-ed sports and stuff and meet a girl on campus. There you go. There you go. All right. Travis, 21,
11: you're on Loveline.
1: Yeah, hi. How you doing? Good. Okay. Uh, well, I hear you all talk about Prozac all the time. All the time. Uh, Yeah. Um,
11: And particularly just advocates it constantly. uh, Yeah. Go ahead, Travis. Right.
1: But what I was wanting to know, um, me and my girlfriend, you know, when we have sex and everything, I've been on Prozac for about five months. When we have sex, I can never finish.
11: You never climax.
1: Right. Never. The
11: serotonin reuptake inhibitor class of antidepressant medicines uh, cause a lot of change in sexual functioning. They cause decreased sexual function, they decrease libido, erectile problems, and sometimes problems having an orgasm. That, that's the most common complaint right now I hear about these particular medicines, Prozac probably being the worst. Let me explain what
3: you're like. Your body is one big funnel. At the bottom of the funnel is your penis. Everything you put in goes right to the penis, Every and especially these, these uh, serotonin rehibitors. Why? I don't know. No, I just especially to repeat marijuana. That word. Say that one. Now, uh, l- l- let me tell you something, Drew. What? Uh, God, you're a smartass tonight. No, I'm not. Bob Marley was a sex machine. Uh, I know. Imagine guys what he s- would have
11: been like without the marijuana. Uh,
3: listen, uh. I know guys who smoke marijuana all the time, and they're, all they can think about is getting laid, and it's all they do. And you, you with this uh, hit off the hookah pipe, and all of a sudden you're flaccid for the rest of your life—that's no, a no. It is notion. That, I'm not saying that. That, that. that would make me obviously a liar. I'm no doctor, but I would say that these types of drugs, these pharmaceutical drugs, uh, affect the peni
11: much more uh, this, overtly. This class does, and it's yeah. totally reversible. Within seven days, it'll completely go away. Okay? Alright. And you should talk to your doctor. There's, med- there's a new antidepressant in the same class called Serazone that has much less, An Effexor. These, these are similar antidepressants that have much, much less of this problem. Okay? Yeah. D- talk to your doctor about that.
1: Okay. All right. Well, see, what I tried doing is i cut down to once every three days. It's well, 20 milligrams.
11: Yeah. Travis, take, don't mess around with your medication. Talk to the doctors prescribing it so he can use his or her judgment to guide your therapy. It takes seven days to get out of the system? Prozac does, yeah. Don't doctors have another drug that they can push that will then
3: help the, uh, no. the erectile? Dis- no, he doesn't need it. it will come
11: right back. He'll come right
3: back to I normal. I know, but how are the drugs? Company is going to make money. You
11: are, you are, you're not being a smart ass tonight?
3: No, I'm being, um, I'm being conniving. Oh. There's a difference, yeah. Naomi. Twenty-one.
11: You're on Loveline.
14: Hi, um, that kid that called just a, a little bit ago about the internet relationships.
11: Yes, well, we're going to hear an exception. As soon as we still make yeah. a generalization, we have to hear it from the exception. And don't worry. Yeah. She'll give us the exception. I'll do. I'll. I'll. I'll do a little Doctor Leaky work and uncover that
3: uh, her relationship isn't all bliss. But go <laughs> ahead.
14: No, no. I just want. It's not. You know. I mean. I'm sure there are a lot of. I mean. Actually, my husband and I. We've been married um, over two uh, over two years now.
11: And you met and on the internet. Yeah. But okay. let, me, let me ask you this. So th- this is this, Actually, the exceptions sometimes prove the rules. What was it like when you first interacted with him on the net? I was.
14: Um, was I it? Was, I'm sorry. What I, were, what
11: I was asking was, did the relationship that eventually evolved have anything to do with what it was like when you two were interacting on the, on the keyboards? Yeah, well,
14: we were very honest with each other, though, but we did meet a lot of people that looked like they called up from under a rock somewhere. You know, I mean, like, we um, we would go meet in groups like at Denny's or, you know, someplace and eat, you know, all, like 15, 20 people at a time, and there was a lot of people that we ended up weeding out of, like, the social circle and everything, but um, my husband and I had met on the Internet, and we were just, you know, we were, you know, honest with each other about what we liked and what we didn't like, and what actually brought us together at first was our interests of sports and, you know, things like that and everything, you know, so... I mean, I'm sure
11: there are a lot of people that lie and... But, you know, n- no, I, it, it's, again, my concern is not that people make contact on the Internet and sort of share ideas and uh, then agree to meet and then have a relationship. Right, I'm, I have a problem with the people oh, that make that, the
14: whole relationship. Yeah,
11: I'm, I'm falling in love with somebody on the internet. How can you do that?
14: <laughs> yeah, I right? understand what you're saying. Yeah, and, and okay. so and
11: so the relationship, the love relationship that eventually evolved between you and your husband, is something really totally separate from what happened on the internet. Right. Isn't yeah, it?
14: there are people that we actually know, that we still know that you know they'll meet somebody and and we live in Arizona and they'll be like in New York and they're like, oh, this person is just the most beautiful person in the world. Nice. They're like, oh yeah, and they're like. So what do you, okay. you know,
11: have you seen them? They're like, no. All right. So, so yeah, you're, you're, you're really proving our point, I think. But yeah.
14: that You know, a lot of people, the, you shouldn't base the entire relationship Internet only.
11: You, should but, meet, you can meet through the Internet. Correct. You can share ideas and interests and things, but you can't have a relationship. And let me tell you, the whole typing process
3: is like a way for you to think out what you're going to say in advance. I mean, here's the problem with a lot of people. What the hell are you writing there, Drew? All right. Here's the problem with a lot of people. They have a beer or whatever, and they just start talking. I do this all the time, and next thing you know, you start you start spilling your guts, and you scare the hell out of the other person on the first date. Because one can only type so fast. uh, You you have it's almost by the time it gets down to your fingers, it's you you almost govern yourself a little bit. I I don't govern is not not the right word. No, 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 please, let me finish my point.
11: You need to interact more on the internet. You'll see that people spill stuff out so fast; it's weird.
3: Yeah, but you can't say, a, uh, F you, you fat ho. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, but you I can't mean, you're You can any time on the it. Internet, then. No, I mean, you would if you were trying to get at someone. But when you're trying to make nice, everything comes
11: out Everything comes out nice because you're not you, just opening let, your big m- fat Mike, mouth. let's set up a chat room. Can we do that? And put Adam on, like, between the breaks. Can we do that? All right. Uh, we're going to ha- All right, thank you. We're going to have to get um, the uh,
3: secretary from the Beverly Hillbillies to come in and type for me. No, I'll do it. type for you. You can't type? Yeah. Okay. All right, we going to break? Yeah. We are.
11: Yeah, and settle early to bring oh,
3: okay. the bring the well, cast. And then down. you said no. You said I'm screw saying... them, screw the no, swingers.
11: No, no, said... Who the hell are they? <laughs> you Heather, are and Ron, smart ass. <laughs> it's not conniving. That's flat
3: out smart ass. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk to uh, Heather Graham and Ron Livingston, uh, the stars of Swingers. <laughs>
11: Now the Loveline weather report for the nation. Mostly neurotic throughout the southwest. There'll be some scattered indiscretions around the Great Salt Lake. Also overnight, partly chronic in parts of Virginia.
12: Loveline will be right back. So you've got a couple of minutes to go
10: catch something.
11: GoDaddy wants to help put your business online. The Website Builder makes creating a website easy. Even if you don't have any technical skills yourself, just choose a design from hundreds of customizable templates and personalize it with Website Builder's drag-and-drop design tools. Don't pay a web designer or spend hours on Google learning how to build a website. For just $1 a month, you get everything you need to create a professional website with unlimited pages, unlimited pages, including a free domain name, free hosting, and GoDaddy's award-winning 24-7 support. Visit GoDaddy.com, enter the code LOVELINE to get the website builder for just $1 a month. See website for details.
3: All right, sitting here with Heather Graham and Ron Livingston from the hit movie, the surprise (laughs) hit movie swingers the uh <clears throat> it's it's not it's a comedy it's not a dark comedy is it no
15: comedy
3: comedy, a light comedy. let me get that mic in a little on it uh, get a little more in there yeah the mic no it's not working it isn't it work. try again check one two, there we go okay it want sound the same to me all right anyway uh so are, are you guys uh, a bit surprised
15: a little bit no, that mic pleasantly is not wait, wait. surprised that mic
3: is not on Oh, it isn't. All right. Well, i Heather. Uh, you're ple- you're pleasantly yes, surprised.
15: it's great.
3: I'm drinking co- coffee, so keep no. talking.
15: <laughs> um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a very realistic portrayal of L.A. Uh, young, struggling actor life.
3: And and it sort of takes you go from uh, club to club. Right. And right.
15: and we shot it when the clubs were actually open, so they're just regular people going in having drinks. And wow,
3: interesting. And, and it's basically, is it about a group of friends?
10: Yeah, it's hey, about... Uh, tell us what it's about. friends. <laughs> it's about a bunch of guys. It basically, it's about a bunch of knobs who, who uh, live in Hollywood and want to be actors. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of... If you ever see those those old uh, Rat Pack movies or like On the Town with the Sailors? Right. It's sort of like... If,
15: if, Retro guys. If
10: you guys were in that today, sort of. You mean you're driving vintage cars and dressing uh, with pre-slacks, right, and, and, and basically trying to pick up girls in skirts. Frank Sinatra, and, and yeah, and uh, to to the music of Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin, and
3: and the soundtrack has uh, like uh, Dean Martin and Bobby Darin and. Um uh, Tony Bennett and uh, a lot of a lot of the throwback,
10: yeah, yeah,
3: type of swing music.
10: Yeah, it's got a re- it's got a real sort of like old school romantic feel to it. You know, it's very innocent. It's a very innocent.
3: Movie. And uh, Ron, you went to uh, Yale because I know Drew's going to uh, ruin his chair when he. You know, we, we usually <laughs> we don't get people in here with they don't even have GEDs, much less uh, Ivy League. But
10: uh, you went to Yale and studied acting. Yes, uh, yes it did. Yes, I did. Did you graduate in everything? I graduated in everything. Wow. Yeah.
3: And is that what you always wanted to do?
10: Yeah, I uh I, I want to do a lot of things and then I sort of slowly quit them all except for that one. Uh for for very, you know, I wanted to be a doctor cuz that sounded like a cool thing to be and but the science lab was like really far away and it was cold and it was all the classes were at 8:30 in the morning. Right. And uh that's late for the eggheads, i got to tell you. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, I just I didn't couldn't really handle that. So uh, one by one, they all fell by the wayside.
3: And, uh, no, wait a minute. I, uh, She's been around for a while. Yeah, well, we're going to get to Heather in one second, <laughs> but we have a sort of uh, r- reverse chivalry here. Oh, okay. We talk good. to the guys for like 20 minutes, and then I go, good, hey, Heather, yeah. show us your boobs, and then we take some calls. Now, you're in uh, Straight Talk, right?
10: Yeah. Absolutely. Now yeah. was that that movie with Dolly Parton, or was that's, that another movie? That's that's that movie with Dolly Parton. That was my first <laughs> gig. That <was> my first, <laughs> first gig in Chicago. I got my union card off that. Dolly
3: Parton plays a radio talk show host. That's right. And that's why you know it. Uh, she actually has her. Uh, I think the story surrounds uh, her having her breasts on as guests, and then <laughs> they got into a fight with each other, and they both stormed out of the studio, and uh, th-
10: things got ugly from there. No, I, I have. I missed that.
3: I gotta, yeah. I, I gotta tell you.
10: Yeah, but well,
3: I'll rent it tonight.
10: Check it out. Check it out. It's, I do some amazing work. Now. <laughs> and
3: uh, Heather, you were in another sort of, uh, I guess, sort of a cult classic, uh, drugstore cowboy with uh, Matt Dillon and. Uh, uh, right. What the uh, leech? Why am I Kelly Lynch? Kelly Lynch. William right? Burroughs. Right. That was a really cool movie too.
15: Yeah, I was glad to be in it.
3: So you have Scotty. a. You in that part
10: when she was dead. Yeah. Isn't that creepy?
3: (laughs) Yeah, this is a good movie, and it's actually, uh, it's sort of a uh, people... What's this new movie that came out a few months ago with the heroin and uh, train, 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 train? Train spotting, right. yeah. train spotting. It was sort of a precursor to that, yeah. and, and really, uh, a lot of people may think that the movies like this sort of glorify drugs. But if you watched a movie, you realize—I uh, mean, Drew could talk all night till he's blue in the face, but you'd be better off renting mm-hmm. a movie like Drugstore Cowboy to really see what
15: the mm-hmm.
11: effects uh, of drugs are. Do you think it
15: glorifies drugs? That movie? I
11: haven't seen either. Of them. Oh, sorry, sure. but I, but I would like to because because I, I think that. Again, I think young people, you know, young people, any, anybody under the age of 30, really, doesn't want to listen to the facts, but does get the message from stories and cases and their peers' experiences. So, All right, so we'll
3: take some calls, and we'll talk more about the uh, movie and upcoming projects, because, uh, as Heather was saying <laughs> before <laughs> the show, <laughs> she has something coming up in, in uh, June Next, 99 then. that she wants to talk about. Corey, yeah. 18, you're on Loveline. Hello.
8: I like to say, Doctor Drew,
1: mm-hmm.
8: you're all right. I respect everything that you say,
3: except. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, Adam, you rule. You're yeah. yes. Right. All right. Thanks a lot, buddy. No, Is right, that, really that it? Positive. That was stories. enough. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get out while I'm ahead. All right, Corey. What can I do to help you? <laughs> yes. Um,
8: my girlfriend. She's pregnant. Mm. We've been together for a while. How old is she? She's 17. You're 18. Yes. And. She wants to have an abortion. Mm. She wants me to pay for it.
11: Uh, it's interesting we're talking about abortion tonight. Corey, hold, hold your pro- question for a because I'm going to go off on a tangent here. Did you see All this right, thing... No, hold on, on. I'm going to leave too. No, no. Did you see this thing where uh, a teenage couple are being were held for having thrown a, f- uh, a newborn into a trash bin and a yeah. baby dialed? Mm. Th- those two teenagers, their their boyfriend girlfriend, they're both 18, are being now up for the death penalty. Really? Now... Tell me something. How, how consistent is it to allow an abortion, if it's in the uterus, but as soon as it comes out, then you're a murderer? Right. I disagree, yes. I think they should be let off. These two kids may be killed. They may be killed. All right, they're not going to be killed. But once it's alive, yeah, it seems okay. but it's alive, if it's in you. It's alive either
3: way. Oh, but all right. What uh, it's let, a fetus. H- hold on, Heather. Uh, let me give my degree
11: <laughs> talk with Drew over here.
15: <laughs> I have my woman talk.
11: Uh, well, t- well okay. no, we'll do a woman okay. talk in a second. Okay. It'll just be us. You're in
10: trouble, Drew.
11: <laughs> no, I, I, I understand the, the pragmatic issues. And I, I, and I, First I know off, I've when does life begin, Drew? You know, I've said this a few weeks ago. After you learn to
3: program the VCR. That's, <laughs> so that's when life should, technically begins. You and I should both be killed. Absolutely. Fine. Fine. No, unless you can afford uh, the VCR Plus or, or some, some lackey to do it for you. I have a roommate who does that. Oh. All right, now, here's the situation. Life is degrees. It's not all black and white. And this is where the problem is with the whole abortion talk. You have these right-wing, uh, right-to-life wackos like my partner over here who are crying that, you know, as soon as the sperm uh, leaves the man and enters the hamper, it's, it's, uh, it's a life in there. And, and we can no longer wash those socks and underwear because you're destroying a life. And then there are the people who say, you know, listen, it never was alive, who cares, we're going to an abortion. I'm saying life is not all black and white. It's shades of gray often, and it's degrees. Meaning, if you get some, if, let's say you're, you're very much in love, you're married, you get your wife pregnant, and she has a, a spontaneous abortion after a month. That's sad. But if she has it after six months, that's sadder. And if she has it, you know, on the way to the hospital and the ninth month that's even sadder and if the kid gets to its two two two-year birthday and gets ran over by a truck (laughs) that is even sadder (laughs) it's not the same thing it's just sort of degrees getting an abortion at a week or month or, or a few months is is a tragedy is sad, is difficult, but it is not the same as your kid, um, you know, uh, having the podium collapse during the bar mitzvah and trauma, getting some sort of head injury where he's left uh, rendered a vegetable the rest of his life.
11: I agree. So do you think so? It's like-
3: degrees.
10: So you think if, you, if somebody murders a 40-year-old, they should do more time <laughs> than murder a 20-year-old? Now you're thinking. <laughs> we add a year for every year over 20. Teenagers,
11: everyone walks. And, and, I, and I don't totally disagree with your way of thinking about it, but it is interesting that out of the uterus, uh, no degrees anymore, now it's black or white. You know, it's boom. You're out, it's outside the uterus, now it's something totally different. Right, well, and the that, kid... It should, be, it should be a kind of a degree. Well, unless, but you, but it's, unless
10: you're Chinese. Unless you talk to the Chinese. And then what happens? Well, they've, they've got a They've got a little like, like three billion that. people yeah. over
3: they there. They
15: kill all the women babies yeah. in China. Yeah. some
10: stuff going on. They
11: used to.
3: All right. They it's a, do, It's the same thing. I mean, it's to me, l- there's, there's degrees of life. If some guy's right, in right. prison for murder and he gets killed by some guard, that's like, eh. If some guy's an amazing philanthropist and you know, and a doctor or
11: whatever, and he dies, that's very tragic. All right, all right. All right I'm sorry. All right, so Corey, Corey what, yeah. she wants to have abortion. Yeah. How far along is she? Three weeks. And and what do you want to do?
8: Well, I really, I want to go along with her, but she's uh, threatening to leave if she goes with through the kid.
11: You know. You and, want to have a child? Yeah. Do you want to marry her? Uh, not really. What? Please help me. Hey, guys, why help I'm, me. I, I mean, if you want to be so committed to her and you're going you're gonna to have a child with her, why not, why not live up to that commitment and get married and form a family, which is what the child would need in order to be healthy?
8: Well, I was thinking about it maybe sometime
3: in the near future.
11: Well, the near future is now. What are you going to do, do, freeze the kid while you
3: decide whether to have a relationship or not, Corey? No, no, no. All right. Um, listen, uh, everyone hates me when I do this, but I say get an abortion.
11: Well, she, he, he, you, it's not up to him. It's up to her. She, and she's already made that decision. Yeah, and she's going to leave me if she goes through
3: with the kid. And I'll have to pay child support, and I won't be able to see
11: him. Well, it's just a weird situation. All right, you? so
3: wait a minute. She wants to get the abortion. Yes. And you don't want her to get the abortion.
11: No. All right, but years down the road, you'll be glad.
15: You have to think about how you can take care of the kid.
11: I mean, that's a, There's a huge trend right now of people going ahead and getting, having kids intentionally. Um, before they get married. I, I just don't... I don't understand that at all. Right. I just... I just... <laughs> it's like I, I'm going to get an air freshener before I get the car. That's very weird. I just... Kids need family. They need support. They need structure. They need very stable environments. Right. And people need to be able to live up to commitments. I, I, this thing with... The, the, Tommy Lee and Pamela Lee. That's why I was so mad about that because they, oh, they're oh, they so committed, they're so committed they have a kid and two weeks later they're divorced. Alright, but if you're going to afford an au pair, that's fine. No, it's not fine. Yes, it no, is. No, just because you don't have to pay
1: for those that's kids. That's right. I know
3: that, that's where your head's at. Look, the kid was going to be a basket case anyway, slice it, through. You think if those two stayed together, the kid wouldn't come out wacky? He's got a better chance on his own being raised by the grandparents. Am I right?
10: Yeah, that's a tough call though because it, it comes back to that whole thing of you know, it's supposed to be to be an equal decision but you know it's really her decision it's her body it's not whatever, an equal decision it is it's not her equal decision. It's, her decision it's her decision it's her decision but you know i
11: i feel for the guy because you know because there he is you know and he, he really sounds like he just doesn't well he can have another, another kid later that and i would predict if he would actually live up to his commitment and, and get engaged to this woman she'd have the kid and he doesn't want to have a relationship anyway so it, it doesn't you know it's sort of
3: academic right yeah dan 16 you're on love line Huh. hey I'm just reading your... (laughs) Hey, Dan. Yeah? What are you going (laughs) to do?
8: I just want to say something.
3: All right. I'm hanging up on you because you're making me nervous.
8: (laughs) No, hey. What about Chris Hardwick? Is that guy trying to take over your job or something? No. Oh, okay.
3: He's helping me out. I was in Florida, and he uh, co-guest hosted. Uh,
16: That guy talks a lot of smack.
3: Yeah. Well, don't worry. I'll, I'll kick his ass next time I see him. Okay. Okay.
8: Um. You want me to tell my
3: problem now? No, because I'm hanging up on you. Moron. I think
15: they could be damaged for life from from their advice they get on the show.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think they could be. I I prefer to think of it as scarring more yeah. than damage. <laughs> what do I care? As long as I get that paycheck at the end of the week, Chris, twenty-two, you're you on love are lines. Smartass
11: tonight. Hey guys, how's it going?
3: Good. The kids know I love them. Drew, come
11: mm-hmm.
12: on. <laughs> First, I'd like to say um, I've listened to your show probably every night for about eight months now. And Adam, you are the master of analogies, most definitely. And Drew, you are the magnificent one of the doctors. You couldn't get any
3: better. Thank you, Chris. What's your uh, question? I
12: actually, I'm I'm looking forward to your TV show
3: too. When when does that come on? Uh, just just got postponed. We've been banned from talking about it. I I oh, don't know I mean, why. W-
11: watch MTV. There'll be some advertisements coming out. Okay.
3: Station has a big problem with cross promotion, so we won't get into that. But uh, it'll be on soon. Okay. Just, uh, put put your TV on MTV and never take it off.
12: <laughs> I don't know if I could do that. Though, <laughs> I'll keep the sound down great uh, actually guys I'm just looking for a little advice um, I met this woman in college and we've been friends for about three months now uh, real good friends uh, she seems to be able to share everything with me um, but I really don't know how she feels about me um, I, I'd like to take it to another level um, step up step it up a little bit maybe become a little more intimate uh, or what have you um, and I really like her and I'm just having problems telling her that I, I've I have a real bad track record um with women. I uh, never I've always been pretty much a coward, haven't had much courage. I'm just kinda wondering if you guys had any advice for me.
3: Alright, Chris, we um, gotta go to break, but I'm gonna put you on hold and right. we're gonna have a uh three stooges type huddle all here right. during the break. And we're gonna you know, we're gonna Heather's gonna Put her um, feminine stink on it, and uh, Ron is going to give it give the uh, uh, Ivy League wrinkle. I'll give the sort of streetwise carpet cleaning guy, and um, Drew will go and get us beer. And we'll come up with a, with a uh, fantabulous answer, and then we'll get back to you after this.
1: Hi! Love Line's going to be right back. All right, play the Play the band.
10: Thursday, May 29th, from the producer of Scrubs and Cougar Town comes the new comedy, Undateable. I could
14: probably be all over you, like kiss me and like touch me, and you wouldn't do anything because you're my friend, right?
10: Yeah, I know. Yeah, no. You might be stuck in the friend zone now, but every underdog has his day.
15: Sweetie, are you are you okay? Are you having a little stroke?
10: You got a, a fine life. Uh, to... A <laughs> Chris Crystalia stars in the premiere of Undateable Thursday, May 29th, followed by Last Comic Standing on NBC.
3: All righty then, phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455, sitting here with Heather Graham and Ron Livingston, from the surprise hit comedy, Swingers, <laughs> and of course, uh, Dr. Drew. Now, hey, uh, Engineer Mike, does the does the AOL thing work yet? It does. We have a new password? All right. And you'll tell it to me after the show Alright, so uh, go ahead and uh, Drew, why don't you give that number out Since it's back up and running
11: LUV191 at AOL.com Alright, now try it again and this time sell it LUV191 at AOL.com Okay, that was a much better <laughs> take We'll keep that one
3: We like to do two for protection yeah. And uh, hold on We don't need any more Oh, Engineer Mike said we don't need any more pornography Why, we got enough? Really? I never get any pornography off of that. I haven't figured out the whole download thing, but... Oh, okay, that's why. <laughs> it's never on the download thing. It's been, it's been down into uh, Engineer Mike's load. All right, uh, give it the mailing address, and then we'll move on. P.O. Box
11: 4345,
3: Hollywood, California, 90078. All right. So, anyway, uh, talking about swingers, uh, it's out all over the place, and it's really uh, in, a, in a sea of uh, big-budget Hollywood uh, crap fests. It's uh, been sort of the surprise, uh, the the movie that's cool to say you saw.
10: Yeah,
15: good word of mouth. It's
3: yeah. costs like a dollar, right? And the the, the, the uh, I'm I'm guessing it wasn't a huge budget on this thing. Do you know no. what it was?
10: Uh, they got it in the can for uh, two hundred and fifty grand.
3: Really? Yeah. So I'm sure it's it's uh, it's done a lot more than that already.
10: Oh yeah. And then with this it, that that. That
3: seems to make the most sense to me. These movies that come out and they're they're like you know sixty five, seventy, eighty million dollars. It's like I don't know. Aren't you taking a huge a
10: huge chance That's a lot there? Of money. That's
3: yeah. You know, let's just uh, do something for two hundred fifty thousand
10: dollars, and right, which, uh, which everyone has laying around. Concentrate on the
3: writing, or invest in porn. That's no, no, no a, I, I, Oh wait a minute! We're finishing
11: up with what I want.
10: That's right. All right,
3: Chris, twenty two. Still here. All right, so Chris, here is a, let me recap. Uh, you're in college. There's this girl you like. You've liked her for about three months. You guys get along just fine, but you have trouble closing the deal. Exactly. You're not a move maker. Not at all. All right. I've got to be honest. Your name didn't come up during the last five minutes when we were all sitting around <laughs> talking during the commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I even forgot to go back to I was ready to move on. But, Heather, what do you think? You're young. You're attractive. Um, uh,
15: well, have you made a move on her at all?
12: Well, you know, that's the, like the biggest, I mean, we get along great. Um, we go out every now and then, we'll go out and have some coffee or whatever. Um, you know, and I just have a problem, like, telling her. I mean, I've, I've probably given it away, but, you know, I just can't flat out tell her that I, that I am interested in her on more than a friendship basis.
11: Would you, would you allow a guy to tell you or to show you? Ding, ding, ding. Um, hmm well,
15: I guess if I wanted to, if I liked the guy'd i want him to show me, but if i didn 't, I'd probably want him to tell me if, exactly.
11: and if, if he started showing you, how would you let him know that that was not where you were at I but guess I would be able he... say
15: no, but I think it 's good to he should go for it because right, he, he should... might find out
3: I go for it. Huh? Chris yeah. let me explain what you're, the problem with uh, your situation and, and and why I keep repeating. You have a small window when you meet people. Uh, Because you quickly get put into categories. You're either... You know, you, you're either like a you know a friend mm-hmm. or your potential lover, mm-hmm. potential uh, relationship. And it gets established fairly quickly. You only get to see the person three or four times, sometimes a handful of times. Sometimes it's with you and some mutual friends. You all go out. Mm-hmm. But you have to kind of get yourself into the right category early or at least try to get into, into it. And what a lot of guys do, and I know this all, all, all too well because I used to do this, you try to get into the friend category first because you think, okay, okay, this is easier. Right. I don't have to, I can save face. I don't have to risk anything. I'll go into the friend category. Save That'll right give door. me an excuse to hang out and call and, and, and have this sort of mock relationship. It'll be a relationship, even though it's not the relationship I'm looking for, but it's the easy one. And right. then what I'll do is I'll, I'll, I'll just right. bide my time and I'll plan my move. Well, the problem is, is you get deeper and deeper into the friend category. Right. Mm. Puppy dog's are nice cream. Right. And then next thing you know, they're coming to you and saying, I, I like some. I think Larry's cute, you know, and you're like, oh, kill that damn Larry. And, yeah. and you get deeper and deeper in, and then it becomes more and more, and then it becomes a huge move. Yeah. At that point, we're right at the beginning of the relationship. It's no big deal. You make a little attempt. It's subtle. They pick up on it. Either they sort of let you in, or they cut you off. But it's not such a big deal, and it's not. It's it's not so traumatizing. After you get in three months. Now it's like a big transition. It's a big, yeah, it big, would be now. big mm-hmm. awkward jump. Mm-hmm. You got to go for it, Chris. Although yeah, you know
11: too far
15: he could be in the friend category.
3: Yeah, and it, <laughs> he's too far gone. and Don't guys, well, uh, listen, we're we're trying to pump him up with BS. So let's not say that. But, but tr- tr- <laughs> yeah, come on, it's working here. <laughs> Truthfully, if the girl was into you, women let you know very clearly how they feel. They may not come out and ask you out, but Heather. You know, like, I can see you're digging me <laughs> now. And I know the laugh is a laugh of embarrassment because I'm on to you. But, but what I mean is... is why, why is Ron laughing? He's gay. <laughs> <laughs> he's jealous of what Heather and I have. That's why. <laughs> he tried to get in her pants for three months during the film. He got nowhere. And he sees I'm, I'm, closing, I'm closing the deal in the first 20 minutes. So it's a diabolical laugh. That's
10: right. Power of radio.
3: <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's an aphrodisiac, this mic. Heather, he uses talc. Especially when he pull it off the stand <laughs> Lots of
11: and you really know You don't want to make it. Jennifer
15: <laughs> Grey jealous, you know? I thought you were working on that.
11: <laughs> you did see the big cloud of talc raise <laughs> up out of his seat when he sat down. Yeah, he all right. shut, his, shut his mic off, Engineer Mike,
3: please. No, Mike, 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 Mike. No, do it. All right, you're lucky. Right. Try, try your mic. Yes. Okay, good. All right, now, <laughs> what I'm saying is, is women will let you know in their own subtle way mm-hmm. and it will be in no uncertain terms although they do not come out and ask guys out but body language and uh, the way they carry themselves and just that I'll, I'll tell you how you know Chris when they hang out, know, like when you and a whole bunch of people go out to eat or go out to coffee or something like that and mm-hmm. then people it's been two hours Everyone people leaves. start slowly dispersing and disbanding and she's still sitting there
11: That the, the hang out in the hall thing too you had mentioned once Right. You catch somebody in the hall, and they just—they don't really let you go on to... Yeah, you
3: run into someone, and they mm. just keep talking to you, and you're the one who has to say, uh, I guess I better be running along now. Right. A lot of head nodding, a lot of green Look what Heather's doing now. A lot of, <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. And, uh. All right, so they know. All right, uh, you ready to move on? Yeah. All right, so, Chris, we say try it on this girl. It ain't going to hurt. And in the future, if you want something... Be yeah, man enough to answer to it early
11: right, on. Right, he's, he's too into this one to uh, survive a friendship anyway. Right. It's and
3: too painful. I want to be fair to Ron. I think there's a little something going on between him and Drew at this point. <laughs> Kina, yes, twenty two. You're on Loveline.
16: Hi. Hey, um, I have a problem with uh, caffeine, mm-hmm. and I, I have been having this problem for the past couple of years, but never really honed on into it until um... this year when my mother died and my boyfriend broke up with me and, fr- and Uh, july and uh, he had problems with drugs um, another drug but i don't want to get into that but it's about my problem which i just figured out it's it's caffeine and i've been very sleepless and pretty much mood swings and sometimes headaches and i wonder how can i get over that
11: if you're trying to to blame significant mood disorders on caffeine forget it forget it Okay. If you have a mood disorder, you have a mood disorder. How much caffeine are you taking in a day? Would you say?
16: Um, I drink like three lattes and like Pepsi, two or three Pepsis a day.
11: That's not going to do anything, Kina. That, that's not good for you, and it can right. may give you palpitations. It might make you affect your sleep and give you headaches right. if you don't drink them.
16: Right. Um, I'm, but I'm a you're having, right
11: you, now. Look, so. if you're having mood problems, yeah. that's what you're having. Right. What's going on with your moods?
16: Um. I don't know. I've, I've had ins- insomnia for a while, and I'm like, well, why can't I sleep at night? And it, well, I'm kind of ca- blaming it on the
11: caffeine. Caffeine is not going to help things, certainly. Right. You, you said you just broke up with a boyfriend?
16: Um, in July. And how'd that go? Um, it, it was, uh, I don't know, I see him occasionally, like, on the street. No, but how did you feel
11: about that, that loss?
16: Well, I was devastated because that's
11: okay. All right. So that, that's a pretty substantial statement. Well, dear. And how long did you go out?
16: Seven
11: months. All uh-huh. right. Mm-hmm. So you, you had a big major loss. <laughs> you, were, you were affected by that profoundly. You met at Starbucks? <laughs> and, and, <laughs> you, and you're and continuing to have problems as a result. And your mother passed away you know, recently, you know, right? I, yeah. Mom wow. lost a family member. I mean, mm-hmm. this is the time when people get depressed. This is what causes, precipitates depressions, Keena. And that's, I think, what you're going through. And who wouldn't in the face of those those losses? All right, but here's the big question. Why are you sort of pinning it? Yeah, why are you avoiding? Well, it's, just, it's very easy. Look, here's my answer. It's caffeine. If I just give up coffee, I'll feel better. As opposed to doing the heavy work of grieving and dealing with these very, very heavy feelings. And by the way, uh,
3: any you Loveline listeners who want to come up here and um, try to uh, argue with Dr. Drew about something that he's into, you will be mad. <laughs> You're not getting an inch. Drew's oh, drinking there is a cup some, of
11: coffee right now, so don't called, bother. There is, some, <laughs> there is something called caffeinism. Now, you there, could bring up post-op. Well, let, let, me, let, me, let me address that, because there is no <laughs> such thing as caffeine addiction per se. There's caffeine dependency. You can't have withdrawal from caffeine or whatnot, but there's no addictive process. There's no progression. There's no consequences. There's something called caffeinism. People are using like 3,000 milligrams of caffeine a day, and they get all kinds of funny little you know headaches and syndromes. But... but you know, look... He can it, it, stop any time. Wor- worrying <laughs> with about the caffeine in the, in the settings of the losses that Kina has had is like rearranging the deck t- chairs on the Titanic. Right. It, it's not going to make a big difference. All right, so, Kina,
3: hmm? here's a question. Have you been sort of, um, I don't know, like an avoider your whole life, pinning um, things on different uh, for different sort of nebulous reasons?
16: Um, me- pretty much much i mean i didn't date for five years up until this last boyfriend because i'm like okay i'm gonna go off and do my own thing and you know do like you said figure out what i have to do for myself and then figure out you know but i, I went back to that whole thing of okay i'm picking the same people again and maybe that's probably avoiding too
3: uh-huh but i don't know uh where's your dad
16: um he doesn't live with me i grew up with my grandparents
3: what, what was your dad's deal
16: uh drugs
3: uh-huh. Hold on. I gotta give Drew a dollar. He, <laughs> you're lucky it. You I? bet on it? we we've no we, we right. do bet on things, yeah. Uh Drew Drew had a sense that this was going on. I, I don't have any change here. I'll go by the versatile during the commercial. All right, so Kina, listen. We gotta go to break, but he, he, here's what the the deal is. Uh you've had a lot of tragedies in your life. And um Caffeine and and, you know Pepsi and and lattes are are the least of your problems. But what it represents is you're one of these people who sort of uh, pins things on other uh, other culprits that are are pretty benign.
11: Anything but deal with anything but deal
3: with the situation. I mean, you had a real your 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 mother died recently. Ended a relationship after not being in one in five years. Your your father was an absentee father and 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 a a drug addict. And it was you know I mean you've gone through a lot of pain in your life. Kina. And what you need to do is start exploring that and start examining that, and don't try to play doctor. And oh, I'll cut this. Oh, I'll take some supplements and I'll go easy on the latte. That really has nothing to do with it. Uh, work on that when you've got every other possible problem worked out. I mean, when you've been able to cope with the passing of your mother and, and your father's addiction and, and all so forth, then work on the coffee. Therapy time for. Kina. But it's therapy time now. Yeah. And we'll be back.
1: A quick check of the out of town scoreboard. Wow, what the hell are they on about tonight, Pop? As uh, well, I have no idea what the hell.
8: Why aren't those young people in bed? Go to bed. Not long. We'll be right back.
13: Dr. Drew. Yeah, Mike. TrueCar.com is the new way to buy a car. It is changing car buying forever. Simple, fair, and it's a fun way to buy a car, that TrueCar.com. And you save time and money, and you never overpay. Buying a car is a not-so-fun experience for most people, what and it doesn't have about? to I be.
11: What are talking about? I love talking to those salesmen with the big, wide ties. Come oh, on, now. come on.
13: Drew, now you're just
11: being crazy. No. The
13: TrueCar.com, they help you get rid of the fear that you might overpay.
11: Here's how it works. TrueCar.com analyzes what people are paying for their cars in your market, shares it with consumers so they never overpay. The average savings... Is $3,046 off MSRP. That's that's insane.
13: Over a million cars have been sold by our True Car Certified Dealer Network. Over 40,000 cars were sold by True Car Certified Dealers just last month. Over 7,000 dealers in the Certified Dealer Network. One in five dealers is a True Car Certified Dealer.
11: And those certified dealers go through a certification process, and you work directly with a True Car representative that will honor the savings that you lock in. So here's the three-step process. Three-step. Guaranteed savings.
13: First, go to TrueCar.com, find out what others paid for the same vehicle in your market and around the country. Second, register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings certificate.
11: And third is simple, print out your certificate, take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for better hassle-free
13: buying experience. TrueCar has the most comprehensive new car pricing information available and a certified network of dealers that offers a hassle-free car buying experience and negotiation-free guaranteed savings.
11: TrueCar.com. Boom.
3: Hold on. Hey, Engineer Mike. Cut cut the front of that bumper off, would you? Christ's sake, I I broke an eardrum. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's a great song, but just cut the cut that front part with the Casio, the monkey playing the Casio at the top. It hurt it hurt my ears. All right, Heather Graham and Ron Livingston from Swingers, and we'll be back in 10 seconds.
1: This is Live on Radio Station.
13: 92.1 KFMA, Green Valley, Tucson.
3: All right. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Hey, Lisa, uh, check, see if anything's going on 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 the fax machine. I give that goddamn fax number out every night, like four times a night, and I realize we read read two faxes a year on this show.
1: It's the same naked Aladdin one every time.
3: Yeah, uh, we get that one, and uh, hey, Adam sounds like he's short and fat and hairy. (laughs) All right, anyway, Heather Graham and uh, Ron Livingston are here from uh, Swingers, and um, Drew and I, of course, have not seen, (laughs) seen the movie, but you know what? Who it's a cares? surprise hit. It's a surprise <laughs> hit, and every, everyone's talking about it. And It's the kind of movie that when you're looking to see movies, you stop and you go, I should really see that movie, because people ask you what movie you saw when you get back, and you feel like an idiot when you have to say Jingle All the Way or Hollywood's latest big uh, mega-cramp blockbuster. This way, you say I saw Swingers, and you save some face. Meanwhile, you see some good acting. All right, I'm, I'll read this fax uh, when I read it, Drew, and uh, let's get back to the phones. Mike, 15, you're on Loveline.
10: Hey, what's up, Adam? Hey, hey, hey what are you trying to get laid? <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> no, man, I just got my dad getting porn off the computer. Man, he just told me the other day I wasn't supposed to get it, and it's just like he's acting like the biggest hypocrite, dude. All
3: right, hold on, hold on a second, man.
10: These kids today. Uh, how old are you, Ron? Uh, I'm twenty twenty uh, nine. Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Right, you want to check your wallet, or you're gonna go twenty nine? Uh, I think it's still twenty
3: nine. Okay, Heather. Twenty six. Twenty six. All right, I'm gonna talk to Ron for a second. I didn't grow up around pornography. I mean, I had to really scavenge for yeah, pornography. It was
10: like, there was like that one in the closet.
3: As a, as a young guy, though, I mean, I'm talking about when you're that indoctrination to pornography, 12, 13, 14 years old, where right. some, the neighbor down the street... Oh, it's like dr- gold. The old lady found the guy's penthouse collection under the bathroom sink, and she's
10: tossed it, and it okay. rained the
3: night before, but there's still a good one in the middle. Yeah, we didn't have penthouse. Where'd you grow up?
10: We, Playboy was it. That was all you could get. Right, but that was that
3: was pretty exciting,
7: yeah, and I mean, well,
3: yeah. I mean, at age 13, 14, 15, if you could have seen hardcore sex, I mean, what's going on on some of these videos, you know, the Rancharama series, where uh, you know uh, there's eight guys on one girl and blah 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 I mean, you, you probably would have went insane.
10: Yeah, I mean like, you would be for life. you would
3: have never made it into Yale. I can tell you that right uh, now. I don't know. In these I now, everybody's imagine. got a movie every, I mean, think about it. I know this sounds, um, it, it, it sounds trivial, but this is going to be, or, or, or just now, is one of the first generations growing up with just an abundance of porn. Uh. I mean, there's a computer in every house. Uh. And, you th- all right, Drew, uh. your kids, their whiz is on this thing, and they're four. Uh. Ten years from now, they're 14. Uh. The- Think how far computers will come. Fourteen You're from now,
11: totally freaking they'll, me out. <laughs> You're you absolutely killing me. There'll be a, an
3: orifice <laughs> in the side of the Macintosh that vibrates. The kid will be punching up cyber sex and and, and pleasuring himself at the same time. And he'll have a couple of VCRs in in. in and they're going to have a whole new porn. They'll have this. Um, they'll have that pornography that's like a hologram
11: now. Virtual where the porn. Woman's at virtual, virtual porn. And oh. I mean, yeah. oh, and please. meanwhile
10: they still have to have a pad under the jungle gym. Yeah,
11: <laughs> yeah but but. but yeah, then maybe there will be one of these V-chips, whatever they call it. What are those? those uh, yeah, the V-chip, but you yeah. know
3: we're going to have to put it? In the kid's head. Uh, do you see? Because there'll be too many are... outlets. Okay,
11: I can't do the show anymore. I have to go home.
3: <laughs> go, go, go. Protect your kids. All right, so, Mike. Yeah. All right, so you, your dad told you to stay off the computer with the internet porn, but you're onto it. Well, he's yeah. onto it.
11: She saw him doing it.
10: Yeah. Dad yeah. was doing it.
11: And I want to know how to confront my mom about it, you know, because he told me What kind of porn me. is there on the Internet? Oh, well, i got to say, hold whoa, on a second. Whoa, wait.
10: whoa, whoa. I, I was at my
3: uh, <laughs> realtor's office today talking to the loan officer because I'm trying to buy a house, and I'm sitting there in this little, he's got, you know, the guy doesn't even have an office. He's got, he's got just like a little hallway with a little computer and a, not even a division. And I come walking up behind him, and what are you doing, crunching some numbers? It's like boom Fest, 97 on the thing. He's going, oh, look at this, look at this. There's chicks that shaved and they just, spread. They're, and they're just and just pictures. It's all over the Pic- place. Pictures. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, but they have, anyway, so, never, I don't know what, I. Mike. Yeah. So your dad caught you. Yeah. And your dad's going to tell your mom? No,
1: mom, I'm, I'm going to tell mom. This concludes another podcast PodcastOne.com program.